As we consider the meaning of the word journey, it's a trip or experience from one place to another. Now think for a moment on that last vacation that you took. And arriving at your destination was, oh wow, we're finally here. But I believe that the greatest joy that you received was the journey that you traveled to get there. As a congregation, we begin today a new journey. And new beginnings can be filled with fear, with anxiety, excitement at what is going to happen and what might come. Transitions are always hard. And we all begin the journey with so many questions, ideas, beliefs about what will happen. And soon, those thoughts, those questions, and those beliefs stop being about the future, and they quickly become the present. So, which is for us more important, the journey or the destination? The destination is that point in time, and the journey is a continuum through that time, and the destination is a fixed dot, but the journey connects those dots. Journey is what happens while we're trying to reach a destination in life, and destinations can change while the journey doesn't. The journey is the only thing that is real. It happens now. And the destination can be an illusion that happens either in the past or in the future. Destinations are milestones and give us direction in our lives, but the journey is life itself. Without destinations, any road can take you anywhere. And at the end, the only thing that will matter is how you traversed that road. The journey is one and unique. You know, I spent the last uh, year having a wonderful, exciting journey, and when I started at the Cape Town Unitarian <coughs> Church venture over a year ago, I could never have imagined the experiences and the learning opportunities I would encounter along my journey. I can truly say that I am wiser and stronger today than what I was a year ago. My South African journey taught me many things about, but the foremost lesson I learned was how to celebrate and to be in the moment. Celebrating life's moments became a daily experience, and I remember that first Sunday that I attended the Unitarian Cape Town Church was one of those being in the moment. A few days before, my partner Jerry and I had arrived in Cape Town, and just to kind of give you a little bit of history about the Unitarian Church in Cape Town, um, it will help you to understand what I mean about that brief moment. They've had a presence there for 150 years, and the Unitarian Movement in South Africa was founded in 1867 by the Reverend David Farrar. He was a member of a well-known Cape Town family, and he encountered advanced liberal thoughts while completing his studies to become a Dutch Reformed minister. 
Now, in the Dutch Reformed Church back then and also today, they're required, as they go through all their studies, to do a final sermon. And they're in front of a board, and the board decides whether or not they will have the right to be granted to be a minister in the Dutch Reformed Church. So Reverend Fiab gathered all his followers together and preached a sermon. But he talked about liberal thoughts and that we each had an opportunity to decide how we approached God and et cetera, et cetera. Well, in 1867, that was a bit radical. <laughs> and so he was told basically by the Dutch Reformed Board, sorry, you will never preach in a Dutch Reformed church and you will never be a Dutch Reformed minister. And so he decided, well, what can I do? And he had a, a group of followers and they came to him and said, let's start a community based upon this new theology, which is grounded in what they felt was the very essence of religion. Love of self and love of neighbor. And so responding to popular appeal, he gathered a congregation of people who felt the need for a church that was unfettered by any kind of dogma. And in 1867 to 1890, the fledgling church became known as the Free Protestant Church. And in 1890, they bought a warehouse and converted it into the present church that they meet in today. And so that particular morning, as I sat there that Sunday, I looked around and tried to take in the history of the place in which I sat. I thought about those early Unitarians and tried to envision what they might have been like. And halfway through the service, I was introduced and invited to address them. And as I made my way to the front, I felt the spirit of the moment. I paused for a brief second to take in the many faces, and I can still see their smiling faces all looking up with anticipation, thinking, what words of wisdom might I proclaim? Little did they know. <laughs> but I saw within their faces hope joy, and on some apprehensions. Words did not come easy, and I really can't remember just what I said that day, but I can still remember the feeling that I felt. And a calmness came over me, and I felt that the adventure I was about to embark on would be one of wonder, one of amazement, and one of awe. The days turned into weeks, and the weeks quickly into months, and the connection I felt that day remained with me throughout my time in Cape Town. And as I was preparing for today, as my setter this morning was introduced, I reflected back on that Sunday in Cape Town. And as I looked out at each of your faces, I saw hope, I saw fear, I saw questions, I saw anticipation. I saw all of those. But also, when I arrived here Friday and began to meet with the staff and on Saturday met with the leaders of the various committees, I too felt a calmness. I too felt a peace. And I feel that the 
adventure and journey that all of us are begin to embark on will be one of wonder and one of amazement and one of awe. You know, learning to be open to the experiences of life became a daily ritual for me in Cape Town. I'm a planner and organizer and I plan my days, but inevitably, I'd have to respond into the moment where something had occurred and needed my ministerial support. I particularly remember one Sunday morning while I was arriving at the church early that I found a, leather, a rather large crowd kind of lined up in front of the church. And I looked at it from across the street. The church is located downtown. It has the uniqueness that we have a bar on both sides and we have a, a shooting range range across the street so it's in one of those what you could say challenging areas um, and so I, I had parked in the parking garage and I look across the street and I see this crowd and I see these people who seem to be quite angry and I had arrived there early to open up the church which I did most Sunday mornings and to get things ready and I picked out a gentleman who looked like he was a leader. His name was Michael. And he said, we're here because we hear that the Unitarians let anyone come to their church and they like to give money. <laughs> and I said, well, we let anyone like to come. And yes, we give to a lot of causes, but we don't have any money in the church if you expecting me to open it up and you know, give you some money. He said, you don't have money in the church, but you're a church. And I said, no, but we have people. And I said, I invite you to bring your group and to come in and join with us. And after the service, I promise you that we'll give you coffee and tea. There it's uh, not so much coffee as it's cappuccino. But, um, but anyway, all the goodies. And, um, and you can break bread and really enjoy. And so, surprisingly, his group came into the church and sat through the service and joined us afterwards. And many of them wanted to know more about what does it mean to be a Unitarian. And so, that experience in South Africa and many others has really encouraged me that as a minister and as a congregation, and especially during this time of transition, we need to be prepared to celebrate the moment and to act in the moment. And when we do, it opens you to many, many possibilities that you might not even have been able to discover. You know, a Harvard study found that we spend almost 50% of our time thinking about the past and the future instead of focusing on the present, which leads to a bit of increased unhappiness. But if we can shift our focus from the goal to the journey, then instead of seeing this big goal of what you're going to do, in the future, you can begin to take it in small sizes. And so one of the roles as an interim minister is to help you to take that goal to 
where we're trying to prepare for a settled minister and to break it down into those small chunks. And as we do that, we'll have small wins and we'll have small successes, but they will multiply and create momentum so that when a year and a half from now a settled minister stands before you, you will be prepared as a congregation, as a community, and as individuals to welcome him. And you will have done the work necessary, both as a group and as individuals. For you see, that is what interim ministry is all about. Now I mentioned this in a letter that I sent out to you, but real briefly, five focus areas that we're gonna work on in this next 18 months. The first one is history or heritage, and people say, well, we know the history, we have this building, and then we, you know, negotiated and we built this brand new thing and we came here and we brought in parts of it and isn't it wonderful <coughs> and it is wonderful but part of that is getting back and really getting into that history and the stories and i'm sure much of that is located here or elsewhere but as we as a congregation and as individuals connect with the history of this congregation what happens is you begin to connect with the past which connects you with the present and prepares you for the future. And you gain a greater appreciation of those people who over 170 years ago met together as, unita as Universalist Unitarians and much like many of us, sought, fought for and felt for and wanted many of the same things. So history is an important part and we need to connect with it and understand it. Leadership, usually in times of transition, it's an opportunity for us to examine all of the organizational um, communities and structures and to say, are there other ways of doing that that might be more focused, that might be more effective? And usually what happens is new leaders emerge and seasoned leaders many times decide that they're going to take their gifts and focus them elsewhere, which is a wonderful opportunity to give other people an opportunity to lead and to step forward. Mission. I know you have a mission and you have a vision. It's on your website. But I bet if I was to ask each of you to tell me what it was, not more than 50% of you would be able to recite that. And so part of mission and vision is really looking at it and saying, if this is our mission and our vision, what are we doing as a congregation? What small steps can we take to be what we say that we are? Connections. Connections are an important part as we move forward. Connections together as we all get to know each other and work together. But also, connections in those relationships that we have outside of this congregation, in the community, we need to be able to look at what new relationships do we need to build as Unitarian Universalists in this community. And transition is a time when we can reassess relationships that we currently have out there and consider new ones. And the last one is our future. Who are we? 
What does it mean to be a UU in Peoria, Illinois? Yesterday said Peoria, Ohio, so I've really been practicing this. <laughs> uh, but, you know, who are we? And what do you want to be? And who are our neighbors? And most important, what are we being called as UUs in Peoria, Illinois, to do as a faith community at this time? And so my role will be to help focus on those five areas and really help us to become better than the old version of ourselves. It's going to be a voyage. It's going to be a journey. But it's going to be fun. <laughs> Life is meant to be savored and have fun. And as you get to know me, you'll recognize the fact that I have a dry sense of humor that lots of times people don't understand. But that's how I get through life. So I hope that we will have plenty of laughs together, plenty of cries together. But as a community, we will come to understand what does it mean to be a UU in Peoria, Illinois. And that each of you, your own spiritual lives, will grow and you too at the end of this journey, we'll be able to say that you also are wiser and richer for having gone on this journey with me together. May it be so. <laughs>